State of Origin decided tonight. And you can all up your winnings here on the Milky Bar Kid into the Blues tonight. The Milky Bar Kid's going to win it in a romp. And he's running in race eight at Rose Hill on Saturday. Why not? That was easy. Welcome to Vet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro funders operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm joined in studio by the FFS at John Walter. Mate, uh, are you supposed to be blending in with the greenness of the, the green background there today? This is the, like, no one can see it at home, but you're looking a bit uh, green under the gill. Everything all right? No, I'm cast. I got a little bit of food poisoning last night. I've narrowed it down to camembert cheese or some gyozas, and I'm death warmed up. The he doesn't want to talk to about bed. it, but I'm going to keep bringing it up just to hope that I can bring something else up. <laughs> I'm on fumes, and disappointingly, I uh, I won't be able to make it to the Blacks of Fate Calcutta at uh, the Brecky Creek Hotel, so Ryan Spice and... The big cat leopard, Benny Cray, and all the boys will be there. Um, so it's really disappointing that I can't get there tonight. Benny so. Cray's back. I thought he was in Darwin or Port Moresby or somewhere. He gets around, big Benny Cray. <laughs> don't know. I'm certainly not back. But um, I tell you who could be back. Well, DK, I'm not sure that you're back, but I saw the uh, the icicles on your car, Nico. Oh. Oh. Great, great that you made it in. What about the, what about the last two mornings, Nico? It's a great fun down here in Melbourne, isn't it? It's about oh. one degree every morning. and Zero or one, ice all over the car. You can't even open the door because it's bloody ice oh, everywhere mate. all over it. Freezing, like icicle stuff. Like just the thought out, it's taken me now to drive in here to thaw out with the heater on 100 uh, driving in, but I feel like a Brad Willer driving to the races all those years ago every day. I get uh, having a sweat, but um, oh, geez, he's fresh down here, Scooty. At least you got the at least you got the balmier weather up there when you're when you're crook. You'll be struggling down here this morning. Mm, driving the jo- porcelain bus doesn't make much difference. Jokes aside, <laughs> I've had the fan on at night. Oh, go away. I swear to God. Mm. <laughs> I, did, swear I, to God. I, I went to the PT yesterday morning before all this sickness came in and I was training in a singlet and shorts at six thirty in the morning. So it's not bad here at the Gold Coast. I, DK, we'll end up getting you up here. Now that yeah. you're a Sort of BFF with Aussie Kihi. I'm thinking it's uh, less uh, likely you're going to be a, a real estate man. Well, he'd have a weekender yeah. up here or something, Aussie. Wouldn't Aussie, he? he would. He surely he'd got have... a holiday house. That's the next question yeah. you've got to ask. Yeah, exactly. Well, I would have thought. I tell you what, there's big news out of uh, Victoria, and I tell you what, uh, what Walt's, Walt thinks he's died and gone to heaven. But uh, incoming uh, Racing Victoria CEO Andrew Jones could be the white knight for racing. He's putting punters first, the fans first, and he. I think it's like in their little. RV green paper. I did see owners in there as too, so there's a little bit of a caveat. But uh, I like what I heard on Racing.com with the uh, the Dolphin BZ. Words are a good start, aren't they? But um, yeah, I think well, like you said, anyway, that that sort of thing you brought up about the submissions. At least everyone's going to get a chance to at least bring them across. Uh, they're all issues, and I think everyone sort of collates together. And yeah, like bookies obviously need a reprieve so that they can operate. And slide us in there somewhere, and and hopefully he understands that sort of everyone's under the pump and and sort of being backed out of the game at the moment at all levels, and eventually it'll it'll affect everybody, like those sort of owners and and breeders. It's all bloody a house of cards at the moment. So hopefully this guy's um, across it, and if he's got the balls to come up with concepts like big bash and put them in play and, and interrupt sort of <coughs> um, you know systems that have been in play for a hundred years, he's not going to be scared to have a crack here. You wouldn't imagine if he sees it. Um, that it's fit, and I think he will. So, mm. fingers crossed. What do you think of it, DK? Looks like uh, high turnover, low margins. Punters are on the sort of ledge here. But uh, were you impressed with what Andrew Jones had to say? Certainly was. I mean, it was just I'd never heard of him. Didn't know who he was. Just then they introduced him from Cricket New South Wales, and uh, just to hear him hear him talk, he'd only been in the job a week, and he he knew what he was talking about. He's across everything without giving out too much away. But um, oh, I was just refreshing. I mean, I, I haven't got anything in Giles, but Giles been around a long time. You know, he was at Betfair and then he was at, at uh, RVL and he's been around a long time and 
sort of gets sick of hearing him singing the same tune. But to have the the fresh, I think it gives us a bit of zest. And yeah, there's like the the green paper and the, I mean, I mean, what, what one thing we're going to blow a bit. I'm not sure we'll get to it here, Scoot, is infrastructure. Um, you know, it's already well raping and pillaging the punters, but uh, a lot of these jurisdictions aren't reinvesting in infrastructure. But RV and that green paper got a big plan for infrastructure. So. Um, yeah, that's that's a, that's a good way forward too. At least we know our our dollars are getting well spent. Exactly, and you can already see the sports bets. And um, I'm not sure if Top Sport are doing it, but they're starting to hide Queensland Racing from their next to jump. They've, you know, I guess they're throwing a couple of uh, grenades back over the fence uh, to try and good decrease on turnover on, on Queensland jurisdictions, which is interesting. Yeah. I find, but I think you've hit the nail on the head there, DK. Ipswich yesterday was can- like was called off all because someone's left the sprinklers on, and I think. All but two races, uh, the area that was affected wouldn't even come into contention. So they could have probably raced but probably, probably six it. times. Like we saw Ipswich there a few weeks ago. They had four mil and it was a seven or an eight. Like it, obviously there's an issue there probably anyway. You know, like I, I, yeah, I'd be surprised if they didn't move. For the, like it, it, regardless, it comes back to the same issue you're trying to raise. There's the, the, the track maintenance, drainage, those sorts of things need to be addressed. Mm. Everywhere, exactly. If you're mm. gonna if you, you're gonna charge premium and have the highest place to play and charge all these taxes, you need to invest in it. And that was oh yeah, it was it was a great thing about the green paper, and it's uh, definitely worth a look. So it'll be on our Twitter feed. I think we retweeted it somewhere, and it's a a ten year look into where they're investing and how all the game works. So if uh, you're new to it, uh, check it out, and uh, hopefully we can put a submission uh, into this guy Andrew Jones and get in front of him and have a bit of a chat to him. I spoke to Richie Irvine during the week. Um, this punters union or punters committee, I tell you what, starting to get a little bit of legs. Well, there's a couple of uh, big punters and big names that are keen to sort of rally around it and make sure it's just not um, all the messaging coming from, I guess, the breeders and the owners um, and the PRAs. I think it's it, it is about time that um, the punters have a voice at the table and they can hear some of our pain points because I guess we all want the the game to thrive. It seems like it's thriving, but um, if you can't win on the punt. Um, I tell you what, it may as well be a poker machine. Yeah, and, and I, I, I think it's probably as far away from thriving as you can possibly have it, and that's the for problem. A, for a, from your no, but that's the problem. I think that's the problem that ninety nine percent of the people out there think the game's thriving, prize money's going up, whereas it's just coming to a, a critical point where and 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 what we need to do to slide in. So at the moment, corporates are you know throwing a few grenades back. They're showing their hand that they it's a waste of time. The business that. That uh, in these areas where the taxes are going beyond a point of a joke, so you know, from a punter's perspective, okay, we've probably had to deal with instead of getting five dollars about a horse, we're getting four dollars now. Um, if those taxes come in, we're probably going to get three dollars fifty. And as you said, like high turnover, low margin people, they're just basically out of business. The recreational punters, are, the money's drying up quicker. There's more regulations coming in there that are going to sort of show them how much money they're losing, which can't, you know, is only going to dry up more turnover. And what we need to do is while they're sliding in to say, okay, we can't operate under this, we still need to bring growth back in. So they mm. need further relaxation. And if they, they're not aware of that, you know, if they just bring it back to a, a point where the corporates are happy, that's not going to help punters. So we need to get one step further, allow it back in so, you know, everyone can start turning money over and it's fair for everyone. And and I think this fella uh, is is our chance at that work because, you know, it's closed doors to most other mm. areas at the moment. Well, yeah, and it was, was pretty alarming yesterday that uh, Canberra increased their POC tax and they didn't even email Top Sport, which is 
And I guess honestly, the home of, what have they got uh, in in regards to like what what leverage have they got over the industry? Like you say, I think at a quick talk to some of the, it, they might be you know under two percent mm. of the the nation's turnover and and maybe um, uh, client holders. What if they just shut them off? Mm. You, know, you could no just one's lock, gonna, lock them out. Goodbye, and they don't have funding from New South Wales or anyone else. I was sort of looking at the tweets last night. So it's a big play for them to just like throw a bomb, not consult anyone, as you said. Like Top Sport, they may not be the biggest, but they're in the top ten. And if they're not even getting an email, yeah. uh, shows that how detached they are, and they just think it's free reign and there's there's money to go around. There's just not, you know, like mm. you can. The corporates used to be the enemy. They're not, you know, you know, like mm. they're they're, they're just the trying promoters to survive, of the game. you know. And um, you look at Tristan. I would say is the most proactive bookmaker in the industry, as in he's the only one trying to grow, trying to bookmake, trying to uh, you know hold as much money as he can, take a bet, bet as many people as he can, mm. take a bet, and he's in a position now where. Uh, he's he's paying so much turnover tax that he can't afford to keep his percentages where he wants them. He's dropping them back. Everyone's dropping them back quicker than him, but he's still having to drop them back. He wants to hold money. He can't. He can't keep up with promos. Can't keep clients because lower clients. Are in front of, mm. There's huge factors at play that all need to be looked at. Yeah, and that, and that's a big problem because you've got uh, I guess an emerging bookmaker like Top Sport, and then you've got all these pop up startup bookmakers, and I think they're just happy to sit under the million dollar. Well, they don't want to hold they money. They don't want to hold money. No. So. So, so you how's that if good you for the industry? And then how do you how do you jump and start to tackle the big boys? It's 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 a big issue. So hopefully yeah. we can get the ear of Andrew Jones, and hopefully yep. the um, the punters committee or the union can get some get some legs. And um, let's let's if you've got some pain points um, and uh, you're watching the show, make sure you uh, fire them in some dot points. DK, yeah, I'll just say just just someone re- like Andrew when he was on with BZ and that was saying and it was refreshing to us that he was saying the customer, the punter, yeah, they're number one. Um, and then someone said, oh, Volandi said the same thing, put up some vision of saying Volandi saying the same thing a year ago or two years ago or on the Mark Burris podcast. But there's a massive difference. Volandi's are saying it while being in bed with the tote and thinking that, well, the punters and that are number one say, so let's create odds and evens, you know, let's create big dance and all this because that's what the punters want. But this guy seems to have a much, much better idea, much, much more diverse picture of it than Volandi's just saying, well, yeah, we know what the punters want as long as we're in bed with TAB and Sky and all that sort of business and, you know, throwing squeans of prize money at races. So um, I'd much rather have this bloke in our corner, I tell you. So uh, looking forward to what he brings, Scoot. Mm, I agree. And I think um, if, if odds and evens was so good, show us the figures and, and the data in there. And I know exactly that uh, – I know it's not flying at all and there's other, other products that are absolutely killing it. So it's um, it's just a there's bit of a mirage. and levels of punters. They're like you've got – from problem gamblers to recreational to people who are, you know, in that naught to five percent loss of turnover, which should be good clients that now aren't, to people who are semi-professional, to people who are trying to make a living from it, and we all need to try and coexist to help make sure the whole industry thrives. And mm. that's, you know, I think that's the problem that other people think there's there's not th- a problem. There's, well, there's only one sort of punter. It's a recreational. Mm. There's not. There's there's many categories of punters, and we all need to be able to survive. Exactly. All right, let's talk uh, ponies. Nico, we'll go to, we'll go to you. Uh, Giga Kick or Giga Kick, is, uh, is he the real deal off what you saw at Flemington? Yeah, I think he may be. Uh, I think he hits the vein stakes in a few weeks. Uh, looking at him there in the yard, I thought he had a lot of improvement to come. He sort of only looked sort of 80% fit there. So uh, I would imagine he'll take good improvement out of that run and sort of he rated well enough there on Saturday looking back at the punting form data. So yeah, I would think he improves off that run. He's probably very hard to beat in a vein stakes. We've seen a lot of good sort of two-year-olds step out. Um, sort of the last few weeks, we got 
two good two-yard races there at Caulfield on Saturday. So it's uh it's starting to heat up here late in the season. Um, spring is kind of right on our doorstep here in Victoria. There is a lot of good horses sort of back at the trials. I think Animo's back at the trials Animo, oh, up yeah, in beauty. Sydney. So uh, DK's horse there. Yeah. So it's oh, yeah. Although it's freezing cold, it is it is starting to heat up a little. You looked. Um, I was going. I just had a good look at Giga Kick and um, Ollie. Ollie came back riding last week, I think, and he just started riding grouse. You know, straight away he's winning races at Bendigo and Geelong and whatnot. Beautiful rides, and then he. I think that that second horse, Lasars or whatever, like he rode inspired race on it to get up truck Giga Kick and and sort of chase it. You know, which might have made it overachieve a bit. There's such a good ride. So yeah. I think you know. I think Giga Kick is. Um, but one, the goat's back in good good order. One for you, Scooty, the goat, and uh, Giga Kick. Yeah, he, I think they're going to reap the benefits of giving him that break and not going to the Blue Diamond. Good to hear that Ollie's back. I just, I just like to steer clear Ollie the short odds uh, when there's not much on the line. <laughs> Nico, have you got out of the cupboard yet from uh, Freedom Escape and nice little uh, second and third there from you boys? Permutation looks like a horse to follow as well. But um, oh dear, Nico, he set some sort of task and gee, flew mm. late. Yeah, he probably. Uh, should have won. Um, permutation was a really good run as well, DK. Just, I think they've sort of run out of three-year-old maidens. Anything that's three sort of running in town or something like that. Yeah, so. no, why couldn't he take it to a three-year-old mile maiden permutation? Like, you know, like, yeah, now it's ruined. It's ruined for me. It's ruined for me. You know, yeah, go it goes on. to a maiden and be twos on or dollar eighty yeah. or something. Um, or he'll keep going in three-year-old races. Like, anyway, but oh, I was glad, you know, at least we, well, hopefully some people backed it each way or got tricks or um, backed yours, Nick, or whatever. But, um, <clears throat> they run well. They improve. Definitely horses from that camp improve into their preps. Um, they are legless. His stats are legless, but I think Foreman, uh, Pete Brushka, first starter and first up, they're just um, they're not there. And um, once they get to third, fourth up, they're um, they're really hitting their straps, particularly when they step out and trip. Mm. Yeah, it was a tough tough sort of few hours there at Flemington with uh, Freedom Escape into Pitchinon, who runs second at 18. So just got nailed, nailed late, wasn't it? Yep, and then uh, Through Irish Eyes, who was just uh, well, that was, that a was, fair task that, in race number three. Yeah, I, that was, I, I heard a summation. I watched, actually watched that race and I saw what happened. But they said, I think Craig, Craig they interviewed Craig after the race. He said, you know, you, you, there's been a, a, a robbery reported. You just got away with you know, you just stole that race. Should be wearing the, balaclava. Like the slowest Flemington twenty eight hundred meter yeah. race ever, I think. And he sort of said, and he, he explained. It. He said, "Well, because of the wind, you know, racing patterns of the others, and you know that wind around the side, no one wanted to take off early into that breeze and chase him." And he sort of used that to his advantage. And that, you know, I thought he, he explained it really well. You know, they're, they're, fair enough, the others are asleep at the wheel, but a lot of the time those those also don't want to take off at the eight hundred. You know, and when they start revving up at the six hundred, then like it was too late. You know. So, um, yeah, slow tempos. Anyway, there doesn't happen in many other racing jurisdictions in the world that they go as slow as they do in Victoria at times, I'll tell you. You give Willow the front, they're definitely going well below benchmark at the moment. And, yeah, spot on. And then there's, you know, there's, I mean, who was it? Used to be D Dunn, but still, if M. M Walker gets the front, those anchors go out mid-race, you know. Um, so Frog, yeah, Froggy, he did it yesterday, race Fro one. Froggy, there you go. Sound down, just anchors went out and they couldn't catch him. Like, yeah, he's trying, yeah, he loves doing a froggy. Like, you think he's a real aggressive rider, he just hammers him out of the gates, but he bluffs him out of the gates, so he gets the frog out of the gates. Then the mid race anchor drop, yeah, and then I'll oh, then I'll scoot again at the, at the 500 or something. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, where we'd be, we there would be a racing jurisdiction in the world that has as many slow paced, slow paced races, slow tempo races as we do in Victoria, Australia. What about uh, interpretation? Aussie Kahir's horse, yeah. Is he a Melbourne Cups prospect, DK? You got the inside word there. Oh, uh, well, I didn't. I just we did the Sunday like at Aussie. It's same Friday night. He comes. He wear footy training, and then he comes in the rooms. And he, he came in last Friday night. I got a kid in a candy shop. Like you wouldn't. Like I'm just sort of getting to know this bloke. But he 
Hard to find. I, I thought it'd be hard to find anyone who had more passion for the caper than me, Nico. But he's got me covered by panels. I was you know, like, he came in Friday night and he said, "Oh, I've been shopping this week. I've been shopping. I've rung Johnny O'Neill and the boys. I've told him to start selling things, round, round up some cash." He said, "Oh, we've spent some money this week." And he said, "I said, what do you bought, Aussie?" He said, "I bought this and bought this from the UK. Bought this from France. Bought this and that, and um, bought loft and whatnot." So, um, and then we said, "Oh, what do you think tomorrow?" And he said, "Well, we're just not sure. Like everyone's not too sure. You know, I think you'll run well. We're just not sure what he'll do that Aussie. Obviously, he's best over more ground." And, Geez, he hit the, hit the line good, Nico. He hit the line exactly how they wanted to. I saw him yeah. Sunday morning again. I said, geez, that horse finished off all right yesterday, Oz. And he said, oh, just, just what I wanted to see, see him do that first up, you know. And that's not how he raced overseas. Overseas, he was sort of an on-pacer. He didn't show oh, like, right. a big turn of foot. So maybe the, the Mar Eustace training style, they're sort of adapting different ways. But I would imagine when he sits up on speed, he can maintain, sort of and can still show that turn main, of foot late yeah. and maintain a gallop. He'll yeah. be he'll be hard to beat. Yeah. So I, sort of staying race coming up, whether he's a cups horse or not, like he's he's on he's in the right camp and he's in, on the right track now. Well, but, they're uh, going early in July, isn't it? Yeah, but they did it last year did with Grand Promenade and sort of those sort yeah, of horse yeah. purse okay. in. Like they just love getting the legs into him. Yeah. Yeah. Like he might he might work his way to a Bart Cummings winner race like that and not run him for a month before the cup. Like that's what they did with Grand Promenade. Like that's just the way they sort of are. So I don't mind the profile. Just a little pipe opener either in uh, in July. And he's a three thousand meter horse too. Two thousand meter. I don't I don't mind that. I think it's uh, doable with these new training methods. And uh, who could doubt him after what they did with the Totsu? I know he's a bit of a freak in nature that horse, but um, those rolling hills down uh, the Mornington Peninsula, fantastic stuff. The uh, the Mar uses camp. What else is fantastic is uh, the manscape, the weed whacker for the rolling hills of of my beak, so it uh, it clears all the uh, all the debris up there. Well, I had the big dog out last night. What's Not going to go dog? into too much detail. The lawnmower. Their breakfast down, but the, I had the, yeah, the the Victor the Victor lawnmower out last night. <laughs> it's, uh, mate, I just what I love is the battery life. That's that just keeps getting me. I just keep running it as long as I can without charging it. Yeah, we spring around the corner. You just want to be a lean, mean machine. So. Mm. Uh, Make sure you head, head to Manscaped and get the 20% off deal. You just type in Little Birdie and uh, the missus will love you and uh, love you even more. Big show today. It's going to be a great show today. It already has been a big show, but uh, is Don as good? Not selling salami, but we've got a new player. We've got Anthony Don, ex-Gold Coast Titans. Oh, he's a cult hero up here at the Goldie, but uh, we've lost a soldier. We've lost the mug and we're replacing him with the Don. Well, at least... I just like that Mug's on to bigger and better things. That's the main thing. As long as Mug's going up the corporate ladder, that's all I like to see because yeah, we're often a stepping stone here, a stepping stone, and it's good to see that the Mug's gone in the right direction. Yes, we lost Sammy Todd's now at sports bet. Yeah. We lost a few, Shane Adair at Ladbrokes. Well, at least you set up Sammy with the, the great man BZ. Is she a South supporter yet? <laughs> I don't know. What, she's a mad Carlton fan. She's a oh, mad fan. She's often uh, in, in the members there. But uh, Anthony Don, he's going to give us his Don's best each week. So uh, he scored, I think he's the highest scoring player of all time for the Gold Coast Titans. He's a weapon on the park. and Six tries. He can back the winners too, can't he? <laughs> he can't. I think he scored more winners than he scored more tries, but he, he doesn't mind back a trial. He's a big trial man, mate. He actually contacted me the other day asking if I could get footage for the Walker non-tab. So <laughs> I'm, I'm saying he's a man that leaves no stern, stone unturned and he was betting at the picnics on Sunday. So he, he is a man of the people. He will get along just fine with the rest of us. Here. He's very sick and we won't have to start a product. Don out, Don out wide, DK and Don out wide. Very out wide, like hey? wide wide. Walcher, I don't, I've never heard What's of some of these What's the pop on Walker, Walker, uh, <laughs> Walker non-tabs? Tell you what. Oh, my God. Winners play the same? i tell you what, they... Uh, but they're sort of Steve Fletch areas, those real obscure little Fletchy models. So, no, I don't mind that. Well, 152 games he played, 340 points for the Titans. 
Uh, so the Donny, it'll be Don's best. So uh, good night, uh, Mug Zamoral. We wish you the best uh, with Mug. I think he uh, done a great job for us. So well done, Mug, and a big thanks. So we got him on live, and then he uh, gave us the, uh, the lemonade, <laughs> which is interesting. John. Who thought everyone thought he was up here for the Grafton Carnival? He was here to sign a bloody uh, yeah. a mid mid year trade deal. Unbelievable! <laughs> yeah, Unbelievable. anything's possible. I'll believe anything at the moment. The world's so crazy. I do. I'd send the Don that picture of that photo, the 2021 remark. They they do a trading card for the retirements in NRL, and he got a start. And he said, "Did the uh, Racing New South Wales send you one?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, straight back." So don't worry about the Don. He'll be. He'll be holding his own. I was wondering if we get any compensation, like AFL style, for the month. <laughs> what did we get? Yeah, that's right. What, 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 there was obviously a, a you know a little back here, a little brown paper bag for your uh, scoot here from from the new team. Surely. Well, I don't know. It's uh, I was sort of blindsided by it all, but uh, that's what happens when when you got a big star and a big name on the books. They don't tell you. They don't, I'm tipping oh. Sydney Swans didn't ring up Hawthorne and say, "Hey, we're going to steal Buddy Franklin." And it was weird that it didn't rumour. Like the rumour at the moment is, you know, Munster to the Dolphins. I thought, you know, at least we would have picked it up on the you know, somewhere. It was very quiet, very back to back door deal. Sad to see him go. But uh, speaking of Munster, John Walter uh, will be uh, previewing some uh, Randwick. The closest I think you've got to NRL Walt's probably licking the Cam Murray poster on, the, on your. Mate, on your bedroom wall, like, wouldn't it, it? I was lucky. It was that 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 last game. Like he's been knocked out in the first minute twice about his last three big games. I think Cam Murray, which makes it hard for me to enjoy the game because I'm sitting there worried about Cam. You know what's happening to him? Do I should I be going on a plane helping him out? What can I do to help the family? But uh, I'm a big Cameron Murray fan. I'm a big Cameron Murray fan. What's, uh, we're we're forcing Walt to preview two races uh, at Randwick to give you guys some one's sort a reverse of preview and one's a, a forward preview. And I tell you what, you've stitched me up big time with the race that you gave me to have a look at. But uh, we'll get to it. Top sort steamers is uh, a few familiar faces on today's list, which is uh, brilliant. Uh, but first, we've got Nico at uh, Caulfield. Speaking of Caulfield, I think. Just got uh, a renewal in the post the other day. So if you haven't uh, renewed your Caulfield membership, maybe you should. It's an elite there at uh, the members. And I tell you what, uh, I was happy to pay up yesterday, even though I'm up at the Goldie. I'll make sure I get down there for a couple of meetings. Don't look at me like that. Caulfield, what what are you? Is that a backup plan? Is that a parachute? What is that? No, I just go. I'll take DK, Terrace. Yeah, yeah, that's the go. That's the go. DK and maybe get Darcy back and a couple of her mates back to the show and go to the Caulfield races. On the bigger and better. Hey? Not the bigger and better player. Look on the yard. We can just wave to him while he's still hard on the tools for us. But um, love going to Caulfield. So make she sure. She bounced we... off the show, Darcy, didn't she? Going for Miss Australia or something, isn't she? Yeah, exactly. Near Darcy. So if you come on the show, eventually you'll kick. I'm not saying when, <laughs> but uh, you definitely will. Look, while you're just blankly staring. Oh, you made never just... kick. <laughs> searching, searching for the light. <laughs> Topswater family owned and operated, so uh, there's no more bookie, as Walt said, determined to grow the game. So make sure uh, you put an account with Topsport and uh, get on board with them. You don't want to uh, support the offshore operators. That's another point. All these uh, corporates, they're owned by foreign interests, so you may as well keep the money in Australia. So wake up, wake up. Uh, this is what we need to do. We need a bit with Topsport and help them grow. Nico, uh, I like it when you... Uh, when you preview the first race, nice, lightly raced horses usually run around in these and your strike rate, I think if we did the figures uh, on the first race of the card, I think you'd be absolutely it's airborne. 130%, I think, of winners to uh, winners to tips, I think, Four, running it. 480 100. units in yeah, front. Yeah, 480 units, yep. Yeah, yep, since it. inception. Crow like, crow full. Yeah. Four, 400 of those would be on a Ma 2,000 metre plus horse, though, wouldn't they, <laughs> yeah. We found a few of them. We've got, we got a two-year-old or something here. Anyway. I'm, I'm sure there's everyone started to pick up on the camps that everyone does really well, and that's that's what it's about picking picking up the camps and their patterns. And I'd like Ma to throw a two year old in a twenty four hundred. That'd be interesting. <laughs> Straight up, one first up. 
Caulfield Race 1, MRC Membership Renewal Handicap. There you go. Uh, River Ribble is the favourite. 4 into 370. Thronbone, 440. Hayfee, 550. Taught You Could, 550. Cusack, 750. Choppin, uh, $9.50. Chester Warrior, $12. Penultimate, 131. And uh, War Chime for the Rob Hickquant Yard at $71. Nico, we're going to have a look at the last start winner of uh, River Ribble. Yeah, this was at Cranbourne. This is a very, very soft win. Got into around a dollar fifty in the betting. He drifted out late to a dollar seventy-five, but uh, he absolutely kills them in this replay. Really liked his work from the four hundred to the two hundred here. Um, ran some good splits relative to the meeting. Uh, Travelled into that race really well, and then for him to just improve his speed by about six lengths between sort of the six and the two hundred meter mark, and then ease down late here. This was a very, very soft win. Um, he had a preparation as a two-year-old and ran well sort of against Merchant Prince. They went to go to the diamond. He wasn't far off, you know, Jack and Owen Co. Um, I think he's come back a better horse. Seeing him in the yard, I definitely think he's come back a better horse when I was out there at Cranbourne the other day. Uh, I'll just take over from the Muggs role here as Muggs moral. I thought this was a moral, to be honest. <laughs> I was very surprised that this went up $4 or $5. I think I got 4 80 uh, very early. I was at the track and I had to get cash out and everything. That's that's how I sort get of... The uh, keys, Nico, get the keys, Nico. Get the keys, get the cash. Like just that. smack how the good, terminal. How good's that feeling when you're like, oh, fuck, how am I going to get on this? <laughs> how can I get on this as quick as possible? Who do I know? Horned, horned up I? deluxe, I call it. Yeah. But uh, that's outstanding. What price did you get, Nico? I think I got 480 Beautiful. Uh, I was I was kind of expecting him to come up like 250 and I wow. could definitely even mark him shorter than that. I thought he was like just extremely hard to beat here. Um, gets a grouse run here for McNeil. Drops in the weight. Stays at twelve hundred meters. Like tick there. Thrombone sort of racing well. He's had two sort of recent wins. Um, I think he might have used up his form a little bit. And I think he's coming up against sort of a, a stronger opposition. Hayfi, I didn't think jumped out well enough to be winning first up over twelve hundred. I think he might be looking for further this prep. My Eustace J Car. He's always going to be short. Like taught you could. Couldn't believe he was five dollars fifty. Chop in maybe the one that's sort of charging at him late, out to twelve hundred. But it's off the poly, isn't it? Oh. It is off the poly track. Chester Warriors jump out was good, but he could be a bit squibby. I just think this could be a proper horse, River Ribble, and he could be a horse that sort of you know we're talking about Giga Kick running in the vein. He might be one that sort of can test a race like that on the McNeil and be right up there. Uh, Three seventy, I'm betting up. I, thought, I think you're on the right tram there, Nico. Good that you've gone and seen it too, like a horse coming back as a two-year-old. Big advantage that you've gone out and seen it and he's made like a physical improvement. Mm. I, I love that. So he, he, there was money for him. I remember on debut there was a, a spruik for him and then he, he, um, he sort of a little bit underperformed. They put him straight out. And the reason, one of the reasons he was twos on the other day because he jumped out like a Learjet, um, which showed. So you've seen the trial. He's back, shown at the trials, just backed it up and just how much left in the tank there after first. Like, you know, he had a, he had a nice and soft, just sprinted home and eased down and still ran the time in the section. So. Uh, ticks a lot of boxes for what us what us punters look us punters look for Nico, doesn't he? Yep, uh, keen, very keen there, punters. I love the perfect storm of um, how he's explained it. Like a, a horse that's won two in a row that's probably come up shorter than it was like sort of tested here. Uh, a smart stay with the jockeys come up shorter that it's like a really perfect storm to get a, a bit of overs in the early market. It's uh, I'm I'm half half looking for the keys myself, and I'm <laughs> and I've missed the four eight. Yeah, may as well. I just love it when they could write probably two point something probably SP. Yeah, I don't think I think he'll start clear favourite. So uh, I reckon the the support will just keep coming for him. Anyone I've sort of talked to is tipping him. So um, I heard BZ tipping him last night on contenders. So if he sort of chimes in, he might even shorten up a bit more. Any 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 of the, any any of the punning form punning form group he's going to find. Yeah, they're going to love it. They're going to love it. Plus whatever, plus six links last early on something, wasn't it? All right, well, I'm just going to just ship that. That's going to be the uh, the start today, and we'll just uh, cause mayhem 
with uh, the bookies sort of Australia wide. Everyone's just uh, in agreement, which is beautiful stuff. All right, it's Blitchingly uh, Stakes Day. We're having a quick look at uh, the market here. It's uh, I'll tell you what, this is wide open. It's either Maliva or King of Sparta or anything can win this race. Maliva four dollars, King of Sparta five fifty, Oxy Road six fifty, Streets of Avalon six fifty, uh, Mariama seven fifty, Scolopini ten, Satorial Splendor eleven. Uh, Felicia, 16, William Thomas, 19, was a big run last start. And uh, Acer, my little uh, horse that uh, I've probably uh, divorced by now. But uh, any thoughts here, Nico? Yeah, tough race. Um, a few of these are sort of in and out of form, like King of Sparta and Oxy Road, I think, at their best, are probably better than a few of these. But Oxy Road was disappointing first up. You could maybe put it down to the wet track. Um, didn't parade that well either, but yeah he'd probably be the horse at sort of 650 you'd say he's probably over the odds given the sp and the bletchingly i thought maliva was uh a chinky favorite like she has no 1200 meter form she's very suited there 1100 meters first up got a perfect race shape for her on a wet track now she gets a 1200 potentially on a you know a good four um it's a completely different scenario to what she saw the other day and i think there's a few horses here with a bit more ability than her on their at their best and she might have just uh you know, put in a, a one of her PBs there first up. So I'd be sort of avoiding her at $4. I think King of Sparta, look, the run in Queensland was a bit indifferent. Um, I don't think he loved being inside of horses, which is probably the knock here given he's drawn Barry one. The trial since was, I thought, sensational, but uh, it's not a horse I'd want to have my last on. Uh, Streets of Avalon will get his all up on speed. I was kind of King of Sparta and Oxy Road, but they're a bit hard to trust given they can be a bit hit and miss sometimes. Mm. Agree with Sparta. He's a bit of a... Bit of a myth that pops up and bites you in the ass every now and then. It is a horse that's better to oppose the long run, I would say. Maramaria is in the betting. It's been in Sydney. I think it's just a horse. It, uh, the day that it won, it was like absolutely everything went its way. It had the right run the other day and the right part and sort of battled on. I don't think it's uh, anything to be too scared of. Mm. All right. So there you go. It's a feature race of the day and uh, pay sometimes just to give them a buy. Bookies will try and coerce you into uh, certain races to bet on. The Melbourne Cup's one of them. And sometimes it's better just to press river, ribble in the first and just make your money there. Let's uh, walk a non taps. That's it. Walk a non taps. Yeah. The dog. I can't wait for his first walk a tip. <laughs> and race nine, we're going to have a look at is the Catnack Jewelers. Nico may have been here recently. I've, no news is good news, Nico, I suppose. 1400 meter uh, benchmark 78 here. Lucky decision. 480. Uh, Ruben Moss 550. Turbio is 550. Sig Positano $8. Polanco. Eight fifty, Mister Exclusive nine dollars, Mayfair Spirit nine fifty, ten dollars here to shock, and then uh, fourteen dollars or better. The rest we're gonna have a look at the replay of Mayfair Spirit here in the Australian Bloodstock colours. A bit disappointing. There's a bit of a pattern here. Two for two, the Australian Bloodstock colours. We're going for a double here. Um, yeah, this this was just a horror watch. If you're on Turbo, is the favourite here. He's the horse outside him in the lime colours, or one of the favourites. Mayfair Spirit has absolutely no galloping rooms that are alongside him. I would have thought if he got out, he would have run straight past that horse and Turbo's sort of wailing contention in the market here at $5.50. He's $9, Mayfair Spirit. Uh, Jamie Carr goes aboard. He just had no luck whatsoever there. I thought the jump out leading into this prep was very good. Um, There's a bit of sort of uh, stable mail that he's come back, maybe a better horse this campaign. And I think off what we saw in the jump outs and then that first up run where he wasn't allowed to show what he had. But I think if he had it got out, um, it's a bit of guesswork. I reckon he would have been right in the finish there and, it's not much stronger race this. I thought with Jamie Carr going aboard, that's probably a positive jockey change for McNeil given she can maybe get him to position a bit closer. Barry number eight looks like he gets one of the runs of the race, sort of just midfield blending into it. If he gets a bit more luck, 
reckon he's right in the finish in a race like this. Like you go back through his form last prep, he did beat Jojo was a man or is a man, I think it is. Walt would have a lot of sort of uh, um, thoughts about that horse given it's sort of uh, racing up in Sydney and sort of raced its way through the grades. I think it's favourite for a listed race there on Saturday and he beat it last prep. I just thought $9.50 was a massive price um, given a few things here and sort of the opposition he comes up against. I didn't think River Moss was anything to sort of be too worried about. Turbo comes back and trip, um, probably suited there. Lucky decision I thought could have jumped down a bit sharper to be winning first up over 1,400 and has a bit of an awkward map. So I thought this was right up for grabs from Mayfair Spirit. I, I couldn't really see why he should be. He was $13. He's into nine. I thought he should be shorter. Um, you could definitely make a case he could be $6 or $7 here for mine. I thought, And the other horse I want to have a mention is here to shock. Might not get a run, but he gets the gets Jet Stanley on for Brent Stanley. So they're obviously going to be trying pretty hard there. And he just he's not a wet tracker, this horse. He's had two runs first up on wet tracks and the wheels just sort of spun. He hit the front a long way out at Soundown and just didn't let down. I think getting back onto a much firmer surface will be suited for him. One third up last prep. Uh, if he gets a run at $10, he definitely won't be a loser. But yeah, Mayfair Spirits is the best value of the day. And I thought uh, we'll be right in the finish here each way. We had. Mayfair spirit. The only thing like that, Ruben Moss, I would say Jojo Man, Jojo's a man is a probably more progressive force than Ruben Moss, which is 550. So that's the only thing that I could sort of rule a line there. So it sounds all makes sense. Everything makes sense. Outstanding stuff. If you want uh, Nico's action, it's uh, 25 bucks a week for Wednesday and Saturday metro prices. So you get his mounting yard mail via Telegram. <coughs> Pardon me. It's like being there on track and you get Nico's insights from his jumps, sorry, his trials and his uh, punting form data and what he sees in the flesh and uh, he can calculate uh, what to bet there. But um, it's time to talk Randwick. Is there any rain bombs forecast yeah, for Randwick? Yeah, a bit more. A bit more. It's <laughs> a 10, though, so at least, you know, it's the only ways down. It should be good. They'll race. They'll race. The first race we're going to have a look at is race five. It's the uh, Quay Clean Benchmark 78. It's over 2,400 metres. We love 2,400-metre races. The Milky Bar Kid, his favourite, $2.35, coming off a very short SP $1.05 in the match race. <laughs> Yeah, just real is uh, seven dollars. I don't know if I've pronounced that right, but uh, anyone that's big drizzle or something, you drizzle. Let's Y G G D R A S I L. I don't know why you do that to anyone. Drizzle or something. Maricopa is seven fifty. Our candidate is seven fifty. Uh, Oceanic Flash is ten dollars. So you know, ten dollars. Tinny Winnie eleven, and then you got Phillipsburg at twelve, and Black Queen at sixteen. Well, can we yeah. get a market on the field to beat Mark Milky Bar, which is kind of where I'm heading? Mm. It's yeah, I think if anyone saw last start, two horse race, dollar five. Obviously, would they go out hmm. thirty one lengths above standard? I thought. Oh, I think we spoke about <laughs> this uh, on last week's show. It was a midweek midweek race, uh, sort of talk look of the at town. It. Look at and that. Have a look yeah. at that. The look horse the is absolutely it. just comped oh, out. He is pricked. Like he just wants another lap. He uh, yeah, they went out thirty one above to the six hundred in a two horse race, like, and come home forty one below. So I think they come home in about 45 and a half seconds. No one has uh, come back to me with a, a slower last 600 in the history of race, like a, on a flat race. So um, what do you say there? It's probably the worst winning ride in the history of racing. That's probably one thing. But what does it do to the horse? I did check in a couple of days after how is the horse and they're <laughs> like, alive? I just got a bit of silence. So obviously didn't thrive through the, the run. And, and I think it's the 105 uh, SP that's Keep got it up to 25 year. Trying to work the race out, like as you said, it is, it's it's very open. Idris like a very one-paced horse, come off the win last start. It'll just keep coming. Maricopa is very similar. Our candidate found a nice race last start, but hard fit and, and you know, it, it can race well. Finney Winnie's put in a couple of funny ones, but it's got McDonald on it. It's one of those Waller ones that could 
improves. So United's ready to win, Oceanic Flash is ready to win, and Black Queen's ready to win. So I'm not sure <laughs> what camp I want to be in at this stage uh, to beat it, but I'm very confident it's probably, you know, closer to a six seven dollar chance and a two dollar twenty five chance well there you go so as soon as top sport open the uh fave versus field market just uh barrel oh, into the field oh. against the milky bar kid there i think you're right well i think it's that uh short sp and uh, what i saw there well, i spoke about it last week i didn't yeah, like even anything if it's I saw a progressive there. like yeah does that horse in that does that run end most horses preparations i would say yes mm, absolute gut buster late Okay, all right. The Winter Challenge is the next uh, big feature here, race eight over 1,500 metres, and the horse that Nico uh, was talking about, Jojo is a man. He's $3.50 favourite, Oscar Zulu, $5.50, Muga 2, $7.50, Gold Trip, $8.50, Snippy Fox, $9.50, 11 Durston, looked like Elvis, uh, was good too, starts back $12, and Charlie's 14 and you've got much better the rest. Thoughts here, Walt, no replays. No replay. Here. I'm waiting for the replay. I'm wondering what you're throwing at me because you no, threw this race at me. So An interesting gold trip. I think it had to try. Like, let's I think talk they about had it. To, had to take it all the way to Albury to trial over 900 metres. What was that about? Any reason? I know it's a Mar trained horse. Well, mate. I think they had to cross the border and had to trial in New South Wales. For oh, to cover whatever. So because it's 384 days off, glue on, shoes on, nose roll off, one trial at Hawkesbury. 384 days and the trial wasn't great like mm. they gave it a fair rev and it chased a fast enough horse but it wasn't like a bit taken one out of Nico's it wasn't sharp enough to be winning first up you wouldn't think Mugger 2's 427 days off three trials all of them terrible uh I thought anyway and I think like they went a thousand twelve hundred and the, the the second trial was so average they gave it another 1200 and I thought it was only plain again considering that was you know probably its first up run um, but they've sort of had to send it back there. So, And they're the second and third picks or, or third and fourth picks in the market. Jojo was a man's up in grade. I think, you know, it probably was a bit stiff last start, a um, uh, bit stiff Reef last on. start. But, uh, you know, this is a this is a step up. It's got to get 1,500 on a heavy and it's it's short enough. And and uh, that what's the other camel that's uh, Oscar Zulu, Oscar Zulu. fifty. So I kind of went looking wider you got Durston who's 283 days off first up change from Marta Waller mm. was the trial the best of those three I thought it's like $12 I thought it was probably scarier than the other two Casino Kid was definitely like it was a huge run first up 1100 it, it you wouldn't didn't really want to find it stepping 11 to 15 uh second up but at $26 in this race it, it does love the wet and I could I can entertain it and I thought Monogal drawn the inside there was a a horse that could pop up at around the same sort of price. They're the two horses I sort of thought $26, not a race that I want to um, go ballistic in, but there's just reasons to be wary about the, the first two in the market. And I think I'm, you know, wanting to let definitely see Gold Trip and Mugger to the two class horses go around first up and just a couple of sneaky ones there at 25s could pop up. Hmm. Any insight, uh, Nico, Durston, the Waller runner? Yeah, uh, I think he won at Caulfield last preparation, didn't he? And had a, a peach of a ride there to, to uh, win on that occasion, being Elsa one, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, he was a horse who sort of come here and ran a really good race first up at Flemington over 16 on, but I think it was in 78 grade, not sort of listed level. Uh, I will say with Gold Trip, he jumped out at Cranbourne and looked like Farlap, just ate up the ground, sort of gave the leader a big head start, mowed it down. And then he went to Albury and sort of they gave him a real good hit out. He was a bit weak through the line, so maybe that, First jump out just took it out of him a little bit, and they needed to sort of blow the cobwebs out again. So, um, yeah, he's a he's a high class horse. I backed him in the Cox Plate last year, um, sort of all in and early betting. So, look, he's obviously high class, but I wouldn't. I would imagine he's just there to sort of 
get back and hit the line. If he wins, he wins. But I don't think that would be the uh, the agenda or mugger too for that fact. Um, he's probably in the same sort of boat. But uh, I would have thought Chief Altoni would have been the horse to beat. He was sort of sounded like they were going to head to this race um, coming out of the Civic, and he hasn't. He hasn't lobbed, so I'll be interested to see where he sort of goes to, given it looked perfect set up for him. But just had a heart attack that I'd missed Chief Altoni in the race. I was like, Jesus Christ, I didn't even see it. But you know, <laughs> no, had well, me, you had me, you had me jumping. But I agree. Like if yeah, any any horse that had a good setup would have been a nightmare to be here. Yeah, I thought so. The list reading it through articles throughout the week and that it sounded like he was running and he hasn't accepted. So maybe not all going to plan there. But um, yeah, tricky race the uh, the winter stakes. Mm. Friend of the show, Matt Barker's got a share in Gold Trip and um, Grand Final Day is going to be Cox Plate Day. So be careful if you're if you're backing it first up. I would, yeah, I would be surprised if neither went around. Mm. May scratch, depending mm. on uh, what the track's doing. Make sure you check out racingwatch.com.au. I tell you this every week. You will get more of Johnny's insight. You get to understand his brain a little bit more. I'm still working it out. but um, Maybe I should rename it rabbithole.com, rabbit watch or something. Yeah, I would have thought. Yeah, Wal- so? Vulture watch. Volker. Yeah. Didn't get a lot of sleep last week, so there was a lot of interesting insights coming through at three and four in the morning. Um, you know, every week's different, you know. It's, it's definitely unlike any other. It is. Racingwatch.com to you and you join the Discord. It's uh, definitely entertaining. Right, it's now time for Donnie's Best. G'day, boys. It's Anthony Don with Donnie's Best for the weekend. I really like a Chris Lee's trained two-year-old in race three at Dooman on Saturday. Its name is Pomard and it's $13.370 a place. It was really good when it won on debut. It was green as grass, ran off the track, shot at the post, but still managed to win. It's since been gelded, and it's three trials. It's ran really straight, so I think it's improved as a horse. I really think the $13 is a great each-way play if you can handle the wet track. If we're doing our ass on the punt, we can blast out in the last on Go Wanji. It's a back marker around Dooman. It'll be last on a heavy 10, so the $2.20 Maybe a bit short. I can hear the other boys thinking, oh, it's a bit of a questionable bet. But when it zooms down the outside, wins by three lengths, you can go find your bookie. Good luck, boys. Tell you what, he's just sunk the uh, the boots in there with the go find your bookie. Yeah, but um, I don't mind what he's saying about going one G215, a bit short early. So wait for it to drift. Tristan will take it on. What about Everybody Ruben looking Moss? looking to get out. Ruben what? Moss is in a Dooman and Caulfield. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Don't you love that stable? And uh, he's going hunting for a bit of value. Race three, number three, Pomard, thirteen dollars from the Chris Lee's camp. So, as you said, uh, be on the trials. He's done his homework. Very yeah, thorough, he's been good. Thorough from what I've dog. seen, like um, every horse that he's kind of identified to me, you know, he's, he's obviously got a good eye for the trial. So I'm, I'm very excited about the. So there you go. So one chance. Durban, yeah, Queensland and uh, New South Wales seem to be the Donnie's go. So he'll encroach on uh, Walt's turf as well, which is mm, beautiful. Absolutely, and he's stepping on Turbo's toes. Yeah. A little bit too, and uh, MacBet boys, I'm sure they don't mind. But uh, Dooman race three, number three, Pomard, and then race nine, number five, Go Wanji. Go Wanji, find your bookie. Go Wanji, find your bookie. I love it. He might have to come up with his own little catch cry. Stone is good. Yeah, yeah. he's going to have to find one. Yeah, he used to be the guy that revs them up. I think if you search Anthony Don, you can see him in the huddle in the change rooms revving them up. Yeah, it's good. He's a beauty. Great fella. So uh, a wrap to have him uh, on the show. Top Sport, uh, big bets, the steamers, uh, where the early money's gone here. This is uh, definitely not Walt's bet. Crawford Race 8, number 7, King of Sparta, 1006. We've spoken about that one. No need to uh, keep carrying on about that, but uh, tricky race. Crawford Race 2, number 1, Manhattan Thunder, 1,000 at 3.30 over to Unico. Oh, over to DK, maybe. Not, not too many horses win from last. 
in the shoot at sale, but uh, he managed uh, to do it there. Come, ar- come, and come around him. Mm. Like, you know, they can save ground there. Like, it, generally, it's good to save ground there on the term for him to come around and accelerate like he did. Um, was a win of a, yeah, I, I marked him as a win of a horse going forward. There's a few, a few progressive in that race, though, isn't there? Yeah, you got Boogie Dancer. Who Boogie won Dancer's Airborne. Donald beat Jenny Jerome and then won again at Sound. Went better with it. It's better with cover. But yeah. she keeps missing the start. That's well, the problem with Boogie Dancer. Well, Meach got her out of the gates at Donald and just said, oh, I'll just go win. I've got to roll forward to win this race. Yeah. Did a Meach thing. Then Jamie it missed the start. Yeah, it missed the start badly at but that's a, It's going to be a better horse with cover running on like it did at Sandown first up. But anyway, yeah. she's progressive. But got the figures. She, 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 she can zoom. Who? Yeah, I was kind of I was a bit great up there. I didn't know which way to go. I thought no, the it's a three thirty seemed. Um, I thought I thought there's a few when I just uh, flicked through that race. Berkeley thought, Square, a few, few, few. Just a uh, bit of a nightmare there getting over Legio Legio Ten was it back in the oh, day? Oh, yeah, it's a smart. Or, yeah, that was good. That was good. That was real good. <laughs> Fair bring it up a but it won like it won like it. And then then Dan O'Sullivan after the race. Oh yeah, well very confident. This is a very smart horse, well related to one of his good horses. And it, it, it won like a real Berkeley Square. It is a nice horse. I don't know where it'll be. A, I reckon it'll be a Flemington horse, but um, whew, that was a big win. So, yeah, there, there was a few. There, the 330 seems, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, there's a few nice horses on the up there, but we'll see. Tread carefully, maybe. And the next one is race six, number six, Arnacore at uh, $16. Walt. You've sprung that one on me. I think that's one of uh, Jean Dubois' yes. horses. It's um... Jean Dubois, the, the French. Might have poisoned me last night with the camembert cheese. Some idea of who it's racing against. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, very winnable race. Colina like, uh, Pooh in a way. Deep Romance. The Himalayas. Seems to have level quickly. Pooh in a way. Deep Romance was heavily flattered last start. Himalayas is going extra well. It's actually a nice horse. And Colina, not sold on it. So it's uh, <coughs> it's not a bad race. And you got our old friend there, and we danced. It obviously looks a, a decent enough race to to, to look around the the top few. Maybe. Yeah. I could, I can't knock it. First up, off a trial. Might ask Donnie. On a heavy 83. Mm. Um, yeah, $16, definitely not knocking it. Outstanding. All right. That's the show from us this week. DK, you going to have a bet this week or you going to get the gun out of the holster and go bang, bang? I am. I am. I am. Mildura. We get on a decent track. Like like fair income, all the, all the synthetics and the, the synthetic, the bog, the synthetic, the bog. Yeah, that, that, that's real good. So um, no, I'll go home and I'll be sending one out shortly and hopefully then there's a two-day meeting there. There's another, another day there Saturday. So. Found a winner at that meeting last year, I'm pretty sure. So we'll, um, yep. And then War- I think Warwick Nabil or some, some another good joints on Monday or Tuesday. So, you know, hopefully we'll, uh, yeah, we'll get the gun out and we'll start shooting some bullets. Casson sale Sunday, Warwick Nabil, Cass- Bansdale. Casson, I wish, Tuesday. yeah, but Casson's all high weight and jumps. Oh, is it? And sale. I hate Gippsland tracks, really. I do. I mean, it's been Maui, Maui and Cranbourne. You wonder why I'm not having a bet. Seriously. Maui, please. How do they get the race so many times in the middle of winter? Like fair income. All right, uh, TK, you're going to uh, have a bet this week. That sounds sensational. Nico, you'll be out of Caulfield. A little bit jealous, but uh, not missing uh, the cold starts, and you'll just be uh, doing your best in the Racing Watch chat. Well, Mate, I just never leave. Mm. It's a different day. What day is it? It's July now. I did say thought it was like February. Mm. What's happening? I, I, I'm gone. And I'm going to probably go vomit the uh, conveyor cheese that I had last night. But uh, thanks for joining us. Big thanks to all our sponsors. Top Sport, Manscaped, Punning Form. I absolutely love Punning Form, and uh, so does Nico too. So make sure you check out Punning Form. It'll uh, give you that extra edge, and uh, you'll do the form a lot better uh, than living without it. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.